Starting recording. Okay, I thought I fucked it up, cool. but I didn't fuck it up. I love when I accidentally don't fuck up. I love that too. And I also love Marie Callender's pot pies because they're the fucking bomb.com. <laughs> good to know. Are they as good as John the Brit stew? Yeah. I don't know. Marie Callender's pot pies are the best ones ever. So she would like to sponsor any of our episodes. We're open. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yes, we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go, y'all. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients, just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened. I wonder that daily. Oh, Thanks shit. for joining us on the PodFix Network. I am Jill Farrell. And I'm Gita Biggs. Uh, tonight's episode is sort of a shopping one. Sort of. Uh, yeah, big sort of, kind of, sort of. We talked about shop. We'll talk about shopping and things. We absolutely right. will. We, yeah, it's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> the, the holiday season is upon us. And of course, one of the best ways to know if what you're buying online is good is to read the reviews. I do that uh, a lot. Oh, hell yes, we do. We, we'll we even be out in the stores and going, should we buy that cat chunking fountain or should we go home and read the reviews first? Let's go home and read the reviews first. You and then come up on your phone while you're standing right there. I know, but I don't want to spend that much time when I'm out and about. I just want to get my shit done and go home and then order it so that it get a package and I get a surprise present in the mail. I wasn't expecting, except I totally was, but you know what I meant. I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't like packages anymore. Really? Yeah, because if I forget what I bought and then a package shows up, I'm like, oh, God, I hope I didn't drunk shop. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's why we both have a lot of wigs. That's anyway, back on. on (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, the reviews, reading the reviews. It's vital, and that's important for books and movies as well as other random gifts like cat fountains. Yeah, true. So we remarkably and potentially inadvisedly trust the denizens of the internet. Uh, But before we get started on that, oh, dear Jillian, tell us what we're drinking. Well, when it comes to reviews, we had found a while back, we talked about the list of 100 cocktails to drink before you die. And so I pulled this one from our 100 cocktails to drink before you die list. (coughs) And it literally in no way relates to our topic. So (laughs) (laughs) we always try to relate it and I couldn't even, couldn't even come up with anything. So it's called topic too. We don't do that either. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's true. We do try to stay on topic and that's not really a thing for us. Uh So this is called the Algonquin. It's named for a hotel in New York. And it's got rye, vermouth, and pineapple. I don't really know why that would be called the Algonquin. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with New York. But what do you think about this cocktail? I really enjoy it. I mean, the the vermouth is, I'm not typically a dry one, uh, one for dry drinks. I'm more into mm-hmm. sweet and demi-sec. Um, but I used a sweeter version of the vermouth. And I... I do think it kind of accentuates. I'm going to sound like I talk know what I'm talking about when I really fucking don't, but we're going to play pretend. <laughs> um, 
with the pineapple juice and I used Angel's Envy Rye, I think it is kind of bringing forward some of the brown sugariness that's mm-hmm. kind of in the Angel's Envy Rye. So my first sip was kind of like, eh, but every sip since then has been like, ooh. <laughs> well, I think the Angel's Envy and the pineapple would be really good together. But I thought I had Angel's Envy, but I didn't. Mm. The actual rye that I had was um, Whistlepig Tenure, which is delish. Um, and for vermouth, I had the uh, Antica. And so, ugh, see, now I have the hiccups. Of <laughs> <laughs> the my fucking world. And so I used that. And I kind of don't love it because I've discovered that I really, I kind of actually dislike vermouth. I don't like the flavor that it adds. It's something about it. It tastes like, I don't know, tinfoil or something to me. No, I I can see that. It's almost, uh, to me, it tastes kinda, almost like dirty. Yeah, it's like metallic or something. I'm not, I'm just not a fan of the flavor. So I may, I may try to avoid some vermouthy kind of things from here on out. Yeah, or get the extra extra white vermouth because apparently, according to my internet research, those are the sweeter ones. Well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> as I'm looking at you right now, though, I just realized you have on this like really cool white sort of mock neck thing, and your neck sticking out of it like a turtleneck, but it's not a turtleneck. But here's the thing: you also have your headphones on. You look like Princess Leia. <laughs> Yay! Help me, Obi Wan. You're my only vermouth. <laughs> so uh, overall, no. I'm just kind of mad on this cocktail. Would I order it someplace? Probably not. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Only if they have the right ingredients would I order it. Uh, I feel like I feel like maybe if they were like, you could have this for free, I'd be like, mm, I guess so. There's that. Let me put it this way. And I'm not digging on Rittenhouse rye at all. Yes, yeah. it's a perfectly good rye. For certain things, yeah. For, absolutely. Yeah. But I would not drink this drink if it were made with Antica and Rittenhouse. Uh, yeah, that would be gross. Yeah, that, that wouldn't work. But with the, I think if you tried it with the Angel's Envy and a very sweet vermouth like like the um one recipe called for martini bianco bianca blanco whatever that might work or the um what the fuck i already forgot what one i did before um uh, i gotta scroll up and look and see what vermouth i actually used because i already don't remember Motherfucker. Um, oh, yeah, the Dolan. The the Dolan yeah. Blanca. Yeah, the Dolan, the white Blanc, I think it is. Um, that worked. And I think it worked well because, like I said, the it just... And plus with the Peshaws? 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 Peshaws. With that bitters, I think it brought out the sugary... Uh, the sugary notes of the... It doesn't have bitters in it. Yeah, it does. The recipe I had did. Oh. The recipe I had was just three things. It was whiskey, pineapple, and vermouth. Oh, mine had rye whiskey, vermouth, 
and the Martini Bianco, in particular, pineapple juice and pechos, or huh. other Creole-style Creole bitters. Well, okay. Anyway. Oh, wait. For once, I'm always. Just okay. this one brief shining moment. Well, I'm right. It doesn't necessarily make you right. Just because your recipe is different than mine, how does that make you right? And I mean, I, like, you can be right. That's totally cool with me. Um, but, okay. I relied on the correct recipe. Let me put it that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, Just let me have this fucking yes, victory. you can have this. This one's Thank for you. you. Thank you. I love you. Okay. Happy holidays. Thank you. That's the best Christmas present ever. I love you so much. <laughs> okay. I'm not insecure or anything. I swear. Okay. <laughs> so... Well, like we said, we're going to talk about reviews. I Do you want to start with reviews or do you want me to start with, with reviews? So I want to start with why I think reviews can be influential. Okay. Um, it was many years ago when I very first discovered that reviews could actually be, um, I'll say humorous. I did not know. I did not realize that people would leave, like, uh, I don't want to just say flat-out humorous reviews, but people would leave reviews that literally would almost not have anything to do with, like, what they were doing. For example, I happened across... Um, a review for Tuscan Dairy whole milk. And I was like, okay, why does this have so many ratings? It's incredible. That's one of those things that I was like, why would some, why would, why would milk have 1600 reviews? Some kind of incredible milk. Um, Are incredibly bad. No, because they're like almost five stars. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of milk is this? It's like solid gold. (laughs) Um, And they say things like, I can't say that Tuscan whole milk, one gallon, 128 fluid ounces, was entirely responsible for me winning the Nobel Prize in Economic Science, but I would be remiss in not mentioning it. (laughs) Or... It'll say something like, my wife gave birth to our firstborn in a bathtub filled with Tuscan whole milk. She felt no pain at any stage. He's now five and completing his PhD in quantum biomechanics. <laughs> there was another one that the guy like spent so much time. <laughs> and he said, as I went on with my lapping, suddenly there came a tapping as someone gently rapping, rapping at the icebox door. Bad condensed <laughs> that, I muttered, vibrating the icebox door, only this and nothing more. Not to sound like a complainer, but an, in an inept gaff gainer, I provoked my bull to tip and spill its contents to the floor. Stupefied, I came to muddle over that increasing puddle, burgeoning deluge of that which at present I do adore snowy Tuscan wholesomeness exclusively produced offshore purged here forevermore like he literally recreated the entire story I was like that is 
Then this tiny cat beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grand enthusiasm of the countenance she wore. Toward the mess, she showed no pity till I said, well, hello, kitty. Sought she me with pretty eyes that seemed to open some rapport. So I pleaded, tell me, tell me, what is that you that you implore? Quoth the kitten, get me more. (laughs) Like, really? I mean... First of all, that's incredible. Secondly, other people will score it only one star and say, this is a fine milk, but it seems like it's only available in limited colors. I could only get white. (laughs) I had no idea that people just like spent time trying to really come up with clever ways to rate things like milk. Here's one that says not compatible with iOS 7. Be careful. There's no warning on the label, but this product severely damaged my iPhone when I immersed it. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Okay. I got to admit, I guess in some respects, I'm not entirely surprised about that because I'm a um, MSC 3K'er. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Right. So I knew that reviewing things in a funny way could be fun, but I, I got to admit the first time I heard of this kind of thing was the bit crystal for her pen. Oh my God. Yes. Those are and, wonderful. Those reviews. Oh my gosh. So I have three to share that were three, three that I just find fucking hilarious, but that was the first time I knew it was like a way to like effectively and in okay. a very fun way troll. Um, but I like, I think my favorite one is Hulk said, Hulk demand big for him. (laughs) But I also like, um, this product is fantastic for those days. So my prose is suffering from that not froze, (laughs) from that not so fresh feeling. That's a good one. And, um, I don't use it for vulgar endeavors like math or filling out a voter application, but BitCrystal for her is a lovely little writing utensil all the same. Ask your husband for some extra pocket money so you can buy one today. <laughs> In that same thing, this was a, this wasn't a BitCrystal for her, but it was a Bic for her ballpoint pen. And the one I really liked said, my husband has never allowed me to write as he doesn't want me touching men's pens. However, I saw this product and I decided to buy it using my pocket money. And so far, it's been fabulous. Once I learned to write, the feminine color and grip size, which has more than suited my delicate little hands, has enabled me to vent thoughts about new recipe ideas, sewing and gardening. My husband (laughs) is less pleased with this product as he believes it will lead to more independence and he hates the feminine tingling sensation along with the visions of fairies and rainbows he gets whenever he picks it up. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Backtracking a little bit. I, I looked at some um, Tuscan whole milk reviews. Uh Uh-huh. So it's too fucking curious. And I just love this one. Do you have any idea where this stuff comes from? I don't know why that just it's from it's excreted by squeezing the wobbly thingy in the underside of a cow that's hardly made clear on the label. And that cracked me up, too. That's a good one. (laughs) Anyway, But yeah, the big pen Hulk's always going to be my favorite one on that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's the accoutrements horsehead mask. Have you read the reviews for that? 
I have. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay, so... Which was your favorite? <laughs> I, just because I'm <laughs> really one of those absurdist humor people, I really like the... It is day 87, and the horses have accepted me as one of their own. I've grown to understand and respect their gentle ways. (laughs) I like that one. I actually wore one of those masks to one of my team meetings the other day. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) I think that's a good one. I think it's fun when it's on a weird product, like a super odd type of product, like... Um, the banana slicer. Have you read any of those? <laughs> I've read a couple of them. I think I gotta I gotta hit my favorite one. It's like, but my banana is hooked in the other direction. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I like the one. So there was one by a lady named Mrs. Toledo that says, "What can I say about the banana slicer that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, or the iPhone? This is one of the greatest inventions of all time." My husband and I would argue constantly over who had to cut the day's banana slices. You know, it's one of those choices no one wants to do. The old, I spent the entire day rearing our children, maybe you can pitch in a little and cut these bananas. And of course, you think I have the energy to slave over your damn bananas? I worked a 12-hour shift just to come home to this. These are the things that can destroy an entire relationship. And it got to the point where our children could sense the tension. The minute I heard our six-year-old girl in her bedroom reenacting our daily banana fight with her Barbie dolls, I knew we had to make a change. And that's when I found the 571B banana slicer. Our marriage has never been healthier, and we've even incorporated it into our lovemaking. Thanks, banana slicer. Oh, shit. That's freaking brilliant. I think that's a kind of amazing one. That That is amazing. Oh, gosh. So there is, there is one also called perfect if you want to get fired for the banana slicer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was sitting on the couch and, and my doorbell rang. I leapt off the sofa and ran to the door screaming, my banana slicer. I opened the package and immediately snatched a banana to slice. Without instructions included, I did not realize I had to peel the banana first. It was gooey. It was a gooey mess, and I had to grab another. This time I peeled it, but my banana was too small. It did not fit the whole slicer. I went to Walmart customer service. Do you have any giant bananas? I questioned. The attendant turned away. I think he was laughing. He called for another attendant, and they went back and brought out the biggest bananas I've ever seen. I went home with the bananas. I peeled the banana and I used a banana slicer. It was so satisfying to cut the bananas. I did it all day and forgot to go to work. I got a call from my boss. You're fired. He screamed into the phone. I cried. I am no longer Jake from State Farm. I'm now just Jake. (laughs) It's the last line that kills me. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, State Farm. Loyal <laughs> customers since 1994. <clears throat> there, um, there is another, there's another product out there on Amazon that I think is wonderful, and it's a Swiss Army knife. Have you seen oh, this thing? I it is a giant Swiss Army knife. <laughs> okay, so check out the Wenger 16999 Swiss Army knife giant. Okay, Wenger. Wenger, Swiss Army Knife. It is the Wenger 
16999 Swiss Army Knife Giant. The brand is Wenger, W-E-N-G-E-R. Okay. You know, remarkably, Google fills that in a lot when you just, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, it's huge. Holy, holy hell. It's got, like, I don't even know how you would carry that. It defeats the purpose of a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) And I'm looking at the list of things included in it, and it's huge. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's enormous. And I don't even know how much it is because it's out of stock right now. That's a pity. I kind of want one. But um, one of my favorite reviews is down a little way, but it says, (laughs) I received this knife as a gift for my 18th birthday. I wish I'd known what it was because as soon as I touched it, I grew a mustache and became a Navy SEAL. My mom (laughs) fainted and my dad laughed and handed me a beer. I was born a girl. (laughs) <laughs> Mine's two stars because my breasts were really nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> okay, I swung down to the reviews on this, and the it's a really short one, but it automatically hit me. I tried to file my nails, but in the process, I accidentally fixed a small engine that was nearby, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is really good. I forgot the knife in the front pocket of our Swiss Army shorts, and when my wife washed them, it completely disassembled our washing machine. <laughs> All right, when I forgot to take this out of my backpack before trying to board my flight, the helpful TSA agent at the security area pointed out that by deploying the two larger blades and the jet engine on the backside, I didn't really need a commercial flight, just a runway and some goggles. Boy, <laughs> did I feel dumb, but I saved $605 at airfare. I used to wonder why Switzerland had never been overrun by foreign invaders despite being right in the middle of Europe and the direct neighbors to two German Imperial German armies after one look at the Wenger 1699 Swiss army knife giant I don't wonder anymore (laughs) I didn't even order this knife somehow it ordered itself I'm so confused right now Uh, this is oh this could have been an entire episode on its own yeah Uh, there's one about a unicorn toothbrush um yeah yeah this is brill fucking yunt the time the time machine feature was a huge plus chuck norris's fist was also included (laughs) (laughs) of course it was As soon as I found out how much my husband spent on this, I left him. Bad move. It represented him at the divorce hearing. I now pay $10,000 a month in alimony. (laughs) I feel like this one is going to be the winner, though. This one's by a person named Kevin Moore. Shout out to you, Kevin Moore. It says, the headline is, it doesn't have a towel. It says, but it doesn't have a towel. It does, however, come equipped with a babel fish for those long bogon flights. Oh, my Lord. That's brilliant. And Kevin, can it tell you, you what 40, Kevin, does it t- did it tell you what 42 is? I'm sure it did. We know it's the answer, but what was the question? Doesn't, I don't have to know. Life, the universe, and everything. That's the question. Oh, fuck me. I spilled my drink. That's not good. I bet the knife could have helped me not do that. Wipe that shit up. Yeah. Oh, can pause. That's a waste of good angels envy. Damn yeah, it. it I'm mad at myself. 
thankfully, I hoard paper towels, so I'm kind of covered. So I'm going to re-pour because I have a little bit left, and this is probably okay. all I should have for the rest of the day anyway. Okay. So, so moving on, you got any other product reviews or? I have some more product reviews, a few more. Okay. Um, and then we can move on to some other reviews. Okay. So, so one of the ones I saw was for a book that we actually had when Millie was little. And it's called Where is Baby's Belly Button? It is a <laughs> like a lift the flap book. And it, the review says this. This book is completely misleading. The entire plot revolves around finding Baby's Belly Button. The title makes this much clear from the beginning. However, there's no mystery. There's no twist. Baby's Belly Button is right where it's supposed to be on Baby's stomach. Right where it clearly shows you on the cover of the book. The plot is a complete mess as a result of the reliance on the mystery of where the baby's belly button is. Everything falls apart the second you realize that the belly button was in plain sight all along. There's no conflict. There's no character development. There's scarcely any plot. Whoever wrote the book must have a serious error in judgment because you would have to be an infant not to immediately understand where baby's belly button is. This is one of the worst pieces of literature I'd ever read. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that was a really good one because it was definitely a book that we read a few times. So, quick question. You're the one who gave me the book, Where's the Poop, aren't you? I did. No, Everybody Poops. Okay, Everybody Poops. I, I know I, I also had a book. I could have sworn it was one of Millie's hand-me-down books that we had for AJ. Mm-hmm. That was called Where's the Poop or something like that. You open these little open flaps and it shows you poop in all kinds of weird ass places around your house. Oh, maybe. We might have given you that. Because AJ used to laugh his fucking ass off at that thing. And <laughs> we still talk about it. He's like going to turn 13 in February. And we still talk about the Where's the Poop book. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds like something we would have done. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. That's why I think it had to have come from you. Anyway, because, oh, look, it's in the medicine cabinet. I don't know why there's poop in the medicine cabinet, but there is. Anyway, okay. All right. I have one last review, and this one is for glitter. Oh, <laughs> It is a big 16-ounce bottle of art glitter, creative arts and crafts glitter. The reviewer, Brian Spatz, <laughs> left this little story. Okay. So I wake up in the middle of the night in my two-bedroom apartment. I find my roommate passed out face down on the wooden floor, and I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to go to work, and there's a homeless guy asleep on my couch. My roommate woke up, still drunk, and made friends with a bum. <laughs> and this is the second time he let a stranger off the street just stroll in and pass out. Great. You're probably thinking, what does it have to do with arts and graphs? <laughs> well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. <laughs> every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed, I covered his entire life in glitter. He will have glitter in every crevice of his existence until he dies. <laughs> Did some track out all over my apartment? Yes. Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? Yes. <laughs> Did he threaten to kill me? Sure. But will he ever let another stranger sleep on the couch? 
No. Will I ever have to worry about a random guy off the street murdering me in the night? No. All the security for $12.44? Unbelievable, staggering value. Cannot recommend enough. <laughs> I'm glad it gave that a five-star review at the end. And what a wonderfully creative use for that. And Now, so. my very final review will be saved for the end of the episode. Okay. So... I ran across because I, you know, knowing how we do our podcast in general and focus a lot of it around alcohol, because hello, mm-hmm. uh, I googled funny reviews around liquor for giggles, okay. and I found some which are good, but the awesome ones I found were from a um. I hate working retail.ooid.com article. All right. That um, man adds hilarious reviews and pairing recommendations for wine at his local liquor store. And a couple of them cracked me the fuck up. One of them was for wine. I'm not even going to name the wines because it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> but one wine, Jeff W. says, Jeff W., whoever the fuck you are, you're brilliant. Guaranteed to get you suburban mom drunk. Pairs nicely with Nabisco 100 calorie packs, episode of de- episodes of Desperate Housewives, and embarrassing your daughter in front of her friends. <laughs> Legit. Um, I also like this one. Chardonnay, more like Chardonnay. I'm drunk and <laughs> I'm drunk at work and it feels so great. Anyone want to wrestle? No, Sarah, I will not step into your office. Pairs nicely with unemployment. Um, and the third one I want to hit just because of both of, okay, maybe more so a geek, but both of us being, having some geek cred generally, um, another wine, he put the review, not sure about the taste, but the broken bottle works great as a weapon for keeping deadly night orcs from stealing your gold. Pairs nicely with orc flesh and dungeon quests. Nice. Orc flesh. (laughs) I know. And going back to products a little bit, just because I think it's hilarious, there was apparently a review for a nearly $2,000 casket that says, Grandma displays nicely through the glass cover we built. Oh, that's creepy. And um, yeah, I'll I'll quit there. (laughs) Anyway... But have you looked at any movie reviews by chance? Movie reviews? Not recently. Because I never go to movies probably ever again. Quick aside. Oh, go ahead. Although. You were saying although. 1984. Christmas Ah, Day. That's exactly what I was going to say. Christmas Day. John the Brit and AJ and I have all already agreed. And Nina's just going to have to deal with it. Which she happily will. Because she loves her too. That's our Christmas Day celebration. Yeah. Fuck all. Love it. Well, we may be in Kansas for it, but uh, if we're not in Kansas, we're definitely watching it on Christmas Day. Otherwise, we're going to have to watch it the day after. Okay. Well, cool. If you want to swing five hours, you know, five-ish hours west or east, whatever direction that is. Probably never not. Mind. Probably not. Fair enough. Okay. So in that case... Let me throw out one of my favorite reviews of a movie for you. Okay. And this is a legit review by Roger Ebert. Okay. You know, God rest his soul. Um, 
a Valentine's Day, and I just love this snippet. Valentine's Day is being marketed as a date movie. I think it's more of a first date movie. If your date likes it, do not date this person again. And if you like it, there may not be a second date. Because <laughs> Roger Ebert was fucking fierce. He did not like that movie. Mm-mm. I mean, there's other movie reviews there, but that was definitely my favorite one in the in the whole thing. Although this one was actually kind of interesting. It was a review of The Other Woman by Linda Holmes of NPR. Okay. So here's what the review says. I know what you're thinking. Enough beating around the bush. Just tell us whether you liked it. Consider this. Which I will say in terms this movie would understand if you were on an airplane. The other woman might not be preferable to simply staring into your empty air sick bag. But... It has a nice. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Just... Yeah, it gets it gets better. Um... <laughs> but it has enough nicely executed physical comedy that in the event you become ill, it is definitely preferable to staring into your occupied air sick bag. And we'll end with that. Anyway, I guess I can throw in a bonus one. I, I've never even seen the movie Manchester by the Sea, but I really like this Amazon movie review of it. A one-star review. If I wanted to spend two hours watching a man who refuses to evolve, I could have lunch with the father of my children. <laughs> um, have, you ever, have you ever read the review of the Guy Fieri restaurant in Times Square? No, no but I really want to now. It is a it's it's a little bit long, but I'll give you some of the I'll give you some of the high points. Oh, please do. It was written by um, Pete Wells of the New York Times, and he wrote it directly to Guy Fieri. And starts oh. out with Guy Fieri, have you eaten at your new restaurant in Times Square? Did you eat the food? Did it live up to your expectations? Did panic grip your soul as you stared into the whirling hypno wheel of the menu where adjectives and nouns spin in a crazy vortex? When you saw the burger described as Guy's Pat, Guy's Pat LaFrida custom blend, all natural Creekstone farm, black Angus patty, LTOP, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, SMC, <laughs> super melty cheese, and a slathering of donkey sauce on garlic buttered brioche. Did your mind touch the void for just a minute? Did you notice that the menu was an unreliable predictor of what actually came to the table? Where were the bur- were the bourbon butter crunch chips missing from your Almond Joy cocktail too? Was your deep fried boulder of ice cream the size of a standard scoop? <laughs> <laughs> when you have a second, Mr. Fieri, would you see what happened to the black bean and roasted squash soup we ordered? Hey, did you dry- try that blue drink, the one that glows like nuclear waste? The watermelon margarita? Any reason why it tastes like some combination of radiator fluid and formaldehyde? Oh, my gosh. If your customer shows up with a reservation at one of your two text wasabi outlets and the rest of the party's already been seated, does the host say, why don't you have a look around and see if you can find them and point in the general direction of about 200 seats? (laughs) How, for example, did Rhode Island's supremely unhealthy and awesomely good fried calamari dress with garlic butter and hot pickled peppers 
end up in your restaurant as a pale a plate of pale unsalted squid rings next to a dish of sweet mayonnaise with a distant <laughs> rumor of spice. Oh my gosh. How did nachos, one of the hardest dishes in American canon to mess up, turn out so deeply unlovable? <laughs> Why augment tortilla chips with fried lasagna noodles that taste like nothing except oil? Why not bury those chips under properly hot and filling layer of melted cheese and jalapenos instead of dribbling them with thin needles of pepperoni and cold gray clots of ground turkey? <laughs> First of all, just the use of the word clot, you gotta give them that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And by the way, would you let our server know that when we asked for chai, he brought us hot water? <laughs> and when you hung the sign by the entrance that says, Welcome to Flavortown, were you just messing with our heads? <laughs> Why undermine a big fist of slow roasted pork shank, which might fly in many ways downtown at restaurants if the general so style sauce were a notch less sweet, with randomly shaped scraps of carrot that combine to a tough, nearly raw crunch with the deadened, overcooked taste of school vegetable caf- school cafeteria vegetables. Is that <laughs> how you roll in Flavortown? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's freaking brilliant. And what accounts for the vast difference between the donkey sauce recipe you publish <laughs> and the donkey sauce in your restaurant? Why has the hearty, rustic appeal of roasted garlic mayonnaise been replaced by something that tastes like Miracle Whip with minced raw garlic? Oh, my God. hear the words donkey sauce. Which part of the donkey are we supposed to think of? (laughs) (laughs) Why did the toasted marshmallows taste like fish? Oh, no. And did you finish that blue drink? Oh, and we never got our Vegas fries. Would you mind telling the kitchen we don't need them? Thanks. <laughs> Holy shit. It's that pretty was, savage. Yeah, that, I was going to say the last part was incredibly savage. I love it. It was it was pretty bad. Oh my gosh. Okay, speaking of savage and I'm backtracking to movies just a little tiny bit. Okay. And I apologize, but I actually screenshot these two because they cracked me up so hard. So there, but speaking of Savage, so there was a um, review of the uh, Catwoman movie with Halle Berry, who who I think is phenomenal because Monsters Ball. Jesus Christ. Plus, she's gorgeous. Like, I wouldn't even care if she couldn't act and you just look at her. She's so pretty. I know. Um, But no, this, this review of Catwoman cracks me the fuck up and our generation will appreciate this in particular i think the film could have turned out worse but only via the addition of tom green (laughs) only the addition of a tom green cameo or an accident which the actors caught on fire so (laughs) i just really enjoyed that um i also like this review of free willy for escape from pirate's cove at this point, we must assume Willie either loves captivity or he's an attention-seeking whore. <laughs> okay. I, I will quit laughing through those reviews. Anyway, but yes, there we go. I saw something from Free Willy earlier, a review of Free Willy. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Well, while you look for that, I'm going to... 
Um, read this review of Dirty Dirty Topsoil. <laughs> Can't even say that without laughing. Dirty Dirty Topsoil. This is dirt. It is dirty. It provides a good base for growing grass when leveling a lawn. The dirt performed very well. When I opened the bag of dirt, inside I found dirt. Not only would I buy it again, I have bought it again. If you're looking for a bag of rocks, do not buy this bag of dirt. If you're looking for a bag of dirt, then this is the product for you. Thank you so much, Sam UL from Ardmore, for providing that helpful guidance in my dirt purchasing needs. Awesome. <laughs> I know. I, I, oh, I can't find that free willy one. Oh, no. It was fine. Okay. While you look, I'll let you look a little bit more. And I'll um, read another one about the patriotic American flag tank. As okay. in tank, tank top. Like, oh, okay. Tank top. Yeah. Gotcha. So it is a five out of five star review by none other than George Washington. Because, of course, I wasn't ready for the shirt. I bought it for a 4th of July party, thinking it would be a fun gag shirt. Little did I know. I pulled it out of the box and immediately sank to my knees and wept tears of pure joy. And by pure joy, I mean pure Jack Daniels. (laughs) I strapped it on and my max bench press increased by 100 pounds. I wiped the whiskey from my face, looked in the mirror, and in my reflection, I saw him behind me, George Washington, looking stern and powerful. He nodded once, an affirmation. I knew what I had to do. I flung myself from the bathroom window, and this shirt literally turned me into a bald eagle. I flew over Iraq and pooped tomahawk missiles on ISIS positions. Then I flew back home and turned into a 1967 Pontiac GTO and drove all night until I I arrived at Pussytown. (laughs) Is that Guy Fieri's restaurant? (laughs) I think it might be. For the book, Crafting with Cat Hair, Cute Handicrafts to Make Your Cat. Uh, five star review says work like a charm by Rico in July, 2014. I purchased this book as I was tired of people sitting too near me on public transport. (laughs) Work like a charm. (laughs) Oh, and of course there's the classic of, um, you know, the air mattress Uh that, It's like mostly white, but the top part is kind of a brown color. And I got one out of five stars because beds should look like beds. I ordered this when I was high because I thought it was an ice cream sandwich. It's not. It's a bed and not the $150 ice cream sandwich I wanted. Which I'll never not find funny. All right. There's also a Furby cotton candy plush. Which is apparently nearly 50 pounds plus free shipping. And it sounds like it's a damn good thing The shipping is free. The title of the review is Great Fun, but shutting it up is near impossible. Got this for my little girl. She loves it. The only problem occurs when she has gone to bed. You only need to bump it and the little fella is off. 
It never shuts up. I've tried everything, putting it in a box, placing it in another room. Since Christmas, the batteries never appear to give me a break. Now, three months on, I've had to resort to desperate measures. I've tried putting it in the car overnight, but the neighbors complained. One even phoned the RSPCA. I've put it in a garden shed, but at 2 a.m., the and the bloody thing wakes me up like a pack of load foxes. Not sure what that means, but whatever. So I put it in a black bag, told my little one it had grown up and gone to university. I then went for a little walk by the canal. What are the odds of a police car going past just as I was throwing a black bag over the bridge? And yes, it's floating and making stupid noises when two officers decided to detain me for animal cruelty. Well, it took me a while and a rescue team to investigate the mystery black bag, but I finally just got a warning for rubbish tipping and ordered to take it home. Thanks, Hasbro. <laughs> Here's a thing for a gallon of lube. The guy got the five-gallon drum, 55-gallon <laughs> drum. So the UPS dis- driver discreetly unloaded my 55-gallon drum of lube. The driver yeah. accidentally spilled it into my driveway. Now any amount of cars can now fit into the garage. <laughs> What's the review you were looking for? Nope. But it's totally worth it. Here's one on a 72-pack of kazoos. <laughs> it says they're crap, but it's quantity over quality. They p- passed them out at a protest against the Westboro Baptist Church to drown them out. Not the loudest on their own, but when you've got 70-odd angry queers kazooing in unison, well... <laughs> Oh, that's fucking amazing. Not a review, but an Amazon Q&A. Okay. The Q, the Q is, do you need a Logitech mouse to operate the keyboard? And the answer is no, just hands. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. That's perfect. Sorry, as you're looking, I'm looking at other stuff. I can't find it. Uh, so I have a follow-up to the Tuscan whole milk uh-huh. review. Twice as good as Tuscan's half milk. <laughs> yes. So before we go, I did want to save our, like what my very favorite, legit, very favorite of all time comedy gold mines for <laughs> reviews. And that is the five pound bag of sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon. I mean, this is a legendary thread of a million percent of everything you could ever possibly ever want from reviews. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I couldn't find my favorite ones. Like there was one that referred to them as taint paint, <laughs> other than that referred to them as bear-shaped shit machines. Oh uh, no! So let me find my favorite one. What can we say about these delight, devilishly delightful little bears that hasn't already been said? These aren't meant to be eaten. They're meant to be experienced. <laughs> I received these only a few days after ordering, and after reading all of these reviews, I had to mentally and physically prepare myself for what may happen. 
my stomach processes things differently. So I had to no idea if I was going to be preparing a consequence free gummy bear gorge fest or if I was going to be committing the equivalent of sugar free seppuku. <laughs> I was just going to see where the night took me. I ate a handful of five at a time, spread out over a three hour period. For being sugar free, these were bloody delicious. Still, I was anticipating the worst. Oh, and how the worst met all of my expectations. For a bit, I figured the bears pulled a gilligan and they were just sort of stranded somewhere inside my gullet. But oh no. (laughs) After that three-hour tour ended, my stomach let loose a roar that would have intimidated a tyrannosaurus. The worst part was I actually fell asleep after about the 50th gummy bear. So imagine my pleasant surprise when a sharp pain in my stomach brought me from the pleasant land of slumber to the nightmarish hell I was about to experience. I felt like I was about to give birth and give birth I did. (laughs) The first blast was the loudest. My upstairs neighbors complained about my violation of quiet hours. They thought I was blaring Louis Armstrong and scooting furniture. Jazz hands, (laughs) everybody. My cat ran and hid. I haven't seen her for days. I heard a rap upon the front door in response to the knock upon the rear. Ancient Spartan warriors had heard the trumpet blast and shown up for battle. I noticed my Christian neighbors out on the lawn looking up at the sky, crossing themselves because they thought that the trumpet of the Lord had sounded for the rapture. (laughs) I owe the United States Geological Survey an explanation as to the anomaly their instruments probably picked up from central Indiana. But alas, the first arse blast was not the last. Like Pringles, you know, we couldn't have just one. And once you pop, the fun don't stop. (laughs) The first horn was followed by a resounding sphincteric symphony that quite literally filled the air. John Williams would have been proud. The dog of war continued to bark, but soon the chain would break and it was to be unleashed. I arose to head to the porcelain throne to give what felt was to be a most generous offering to the god of thunder buckets, and my stoic John Coffee-esque resolve turned into a Tasmanian devilish whirlwind as my walk of shame turned into a sprint of panic. Some men calmly walked the brown mile. I raced down it, looking for that sure relief and release that a ride on old Sparky would hopefully give. What ensued will forever be etched into the annals, yes, annals, Jerry Bird, that's how I spelled it, of history. A great many atrocities have occurred in the 20th century, but most pale in comparison to that which gummy bears had wrought. The first wave to any outsiders would have reminded one of a Judas Priest concert as I belted out a Rob Halford screech accompanied by a sound of a million guitars. What can only be compared to the violent sounds of never-ending barrage of artillery and gunfire of our brave boys storming the beaches of Normandy, what they heard as they answered the call of duty came from my bathroom. The collective noises and experiences of all the battles and wars that have been fought by man. The bloodshed, the violence, the gore, the deafening thunder of gunfire was reenacted in a three-minute span. I still have not the heart nor the strength to go back in there after the last time. So much was sacrificed, so much was lost. I prayed to every god I could think of as I rode the lightning. I looked everywhere for salvation. I looked outward and thought to myself what horrible things 
I was doing to my fellow man. And then I looked within and what the gummies left for me to find within was horrifying. I still cannot speak of it to this day. The great God of the porcelain pot was pleased as I humbly beseeched him and brought many offerings that night. I begged his mercy, but only after about six hours did I gain favor enough to leave the throne room and return to my peaceful slumber. After eating these gummy bears, I felt like a new man. Literally, I expelled what felt like almost all of my internal organs that night. And as I sit here eating the last half of the bag and reflect upon my experience, I smile because I know very soon, I know I will hear that gurgle and, oh, well, I'm going to have to cut this review short. Seriously, though, these are delicious, but if you eat more than a few of these, prepare yourself. Bye. <laughs> Lord, that's fucking brilliant. I think that's kind of amazing. And yeah, that wins. That there wins. are probably hundreds there, well, there are literally hundreds of these. God, he won the internet. He wins the internet, yeah. And um, there were several that were just incredible. But literally on this, on this particular gummy bear thing, I mean, there's I sit on a porcelain throne of regret. I mean, there's <laughs> so many that are. Like, well, I didn't believe the reviews, and now I wonder why, and I only <laughs> ate, like, ten of these, and now I feel like I've been sitting here for six hours, and, you know, my ass is a fire hose of regret, and just so, so many things. Bear-shaped shit machine. I need to find that one at some I point. I want to find the bear-shaped shit machine, because that is literally my favorite one of all time. <laughs> um, it's got to still be on there, right? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, they're just incredible. You know, that, that, yeah, that one. Winner, winner. Those are amazing. Gummy bear dinner. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, then. There so, we go. yeah. Um, so, reading the reviews, I, I just think we've had a great direction. And, and like, I've read enough that I feel like I'm I'm heading towards... A win for Christmas, and especially if I avoid the bear-shaped shit machines. <laughs> Agreed, and I'm literally to the point of desperation, though. So, you know, I'm not going to rule them out. Well, <laughs> remind me to just be careful with anything that you give me. <laughs> Payback's so, a bit. all right. So am I. Our topic for tonight, as well as our beverage, will be eventually posted on our website at alwaysneverwrite.com. If there's something you would like to hear us talk about, let us know, contacting us on one of our zillion social media presences, which you'll find on the Contact Us page of our website. And now, the time has come, and so we face the final curtain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been... A phenomenally well-reviewed episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk more next week. Middles. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like, well, I was working at the lab late one night. Intentional, I assure you. (laughs) That's cool, Vincent. Standard disclaimer. 
Always Never Right is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.